0: Hello, welcome to the Catboy Show, hosted by Ben Carey and Nick Granarad. Combining expert human opinions with cutting-edge simulation models to help you arrive at the best picks each week. Inside Inside. Edge Edge. Edge. Community 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to today's stream. It is Tuesday, and we are joined by the Bread Man himself. I just, I just made up that new nickname for you in the last five seconds. Uh, but we Hello. have Dilberto on board uh, once again. Uh, Dilberto, you've been out of town for a couple weeks. Uh, hope you had a good yes. vacation. Uh, but glad to have you back on the stream. How are you feeling this morning?
1: Thank you, sir. I am. Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling. Well-rested, even though I'm not, and I'm excited for baseball today. We had a winning day yesterday, surprisingly, because I have been atrocious, just trying to uh, tread water. Luckily, those one-unit plays uh, don't screw you too much, um, because of the fact that you can compound your losses pretty quickly, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, but
1: today's going to be a great day, so thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, today is going to be a great day, uh, and one-unit plays. Or at least just like standardizing your units is yeah. is the way to go. Well, um,
1: I've read a few different things about some people like to vary their unit size based on bets. And like, you, it's, I don't think it's a bad move if you handle it in a smart manner. Um, yeah. Like going from one unit plays to like one five unit play or two five unit plays a day. That's, I don't think that's the smartest thing to do. But like some people all see like put 0.5 units. And then the next play would be like 0.8, and like that kind of thing. Like if you vary it, but they're somewhat related or somewhat near, then
0: it's okay. But yeah, absolutely. So also, you you have to be smart about it. You have to be good at judging the edge that you have. And exactly. if you if you can't accurately judge the edge that you have, then I think standardizing your units is is the way to go. You can you can get criterion. into all side or sort of like Kelly criteria and shit. If you if mm-hmm. you really do feel like you can correctly quantify your your edge that you have on each individual play, and you like very have like have a have a bankroll that you know you can be consistent with over time, mm. that's like the yeah, true best was... way to do it. But I think you can't like talk to people on Twitter and say like say any of that.
1: No, because like there's a way. Yeah, you're, how you mentioned like there's a way to actually calculate what the EV of the play is. Which is what, like the essential, like, what's the, what is easy? It's like if something value, I forgot what it's, it's expected value. Expected value, yeah. I'm an idiot. Um, But yeah, like there's a way to potentially calculate that before the play starts. And that's kind of how you can um, figure out what unit size to use for certain plays. But it's very tough, especially with baseball, with the variance we
0: see day to day. Yeah, um, Absolutely. So. I, I think baseball also, much more than other sports, is very easy to get demoralized. Like, it happens to me, for sure. So I'm speaking for myself, and I'm, I'm sure that this applies to a lot of other people. But like, you go on a couple losing days, and you feel like, oh, you, like, I, I don't understand what's going on anymore. And it's just the fact that baseball is a very fluky sport. It's a, it's a sport that a lot of games are decided by one or two key plays, key pitches, key calls by an umpire or whatever. Um, that that will that will swing the outcome of a game, even if it doesn't necessarily feel like it was the the deserved outcome.
1: Yeah, no, I fully agree, and that's why a lot of people are like it was fluky and all and all this. And it's, I mean, I agree, but sometimes you can't really cap those type of things. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Well, I was looking at my performance overall for capping baseball, and it's it's horrendous. Like not like like I'm still up on the year, but it's like. If I just didn't bet on baseball this year, I'd be perfectly fine. But, like, I think use in basketball, so, like, I started tracking my plays fully in, like, January. Mm-hmm. I think I was up 60-something units on the year for college and NBA. And in baseball this season so far, I am minus
0: 27 units. Well, no better, no better time to start the upswing than right now. And it's it's just a number game, right? Like you'll have swings like that, where you go down 27 units, you'll have swings where you go up 27 units and you might have not deserved it. Exactly. It's, it's just all about, all about the long game being profitable over long periods of time. So uh, it's
1: the highs and the lows that get you. It's like, you have mm-hmm. these super high highs and then these big lows that really, uh, throw you off. Cause like March was so fun like march like most i feel like most people aren't super profitable in march cuz march madness is kind of crazy but that was my most profitable month this year and then going from march madness to baseball and getting screwed like 2 weeks later it's like
0: oh my god this is depressing yep that's the way she goes uh so what is up chat hope everyone uh, is having a good day uh, larry came in with the first comment of the day says tequila tuesday who's buying i i could go for some tequila I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a tequila guy. I like some tequila.
1: What about you? Tequila and tacos. I can do it.
0: Yeah, you know I might I might have to get tequila and tacos.
1: Sounds we'll like see. a great time for lunch for breakfast. I That's I might problem. have to do it for lunch honestly. Uh, it's a but I'm more of a uh, whiskey ginger guy. That's like my go-to if I'm drinking hard alcohol.
0: Yeah, I, I whiskey is my my favorite. Oh, I think tequila yeah. is like tequila's in the in the running for number two. I would say. I would agree. Uh, what's up, Thrasher? says, big day of baseball. Yes, it is. Uh, what's up, pick six? Let's get this rosemary focaccia. I was joking with Delberto about that again uh, as oh. we hopped on our Discord call. I, I love how that's become a meme. Uh, let's get this rosemary focaccia. Uh, what's up, McGeezy? It's, it's the best meme. Uh, rumor has it reds plus one and a half is a triple mega max whale play. Uh, well, we will be talking about that game. We'll have to see if we agree or disagree. Uh, what's up, sick money? Says happy Gwen Day. It is in fact Gwen Day. It's like it's like the double whammy, right? We've got Dilberto on, so we can talk about rosemary focaccia, and we've got the banana split category. So uh, everybody, everybody gets to get excited for Gwen. I love it how that's become a meme. Is it is it is it because I like completely fucked the audio the first time, and, Wait, and the second I'm time, confused. and the third time? Oh, so we have the. so you know how we have the categories and we play the the video clips. It, you, so are you you can't hear the. Yeah, so the yeah, you can't hear the video clips. So fun fact, chat, the the guest cannot hear the video. I can't hear them either. I made them, so I know what they are. But I but we can't hear them as they're playing. Uh so the banana split category is like Gwen Stefani. Going, shit uh, okay. it's banana. And and I had just completely fucked up the audio, and it was so impossibly loud. I
1: might when, have been when watching when that
0: happened. And and the whole the whole chat was like, ah, now, pulling so, out your drums. Mm-hmm, but now everybody loves Gwen.
1: Oh, Gwen Stefani has the blaps, that's for sure. <laughs> the blaps. Yeah. You don't use that term?
0: Uh, I don't think I've ever used the term <laughs> blaps.
1: Well, it's like, I guess like the correct term is slap. Like, it's a slapper, but... um. It's a banger. Yeah, it's like... Well, honestly, I think it originated in high school. Like, I went to kind of a ratchet high school there's a lot of people that would replace C's with B's. And for some reason, people just starting saying blaps.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like
1: blood. Yeah, that kind uh-huh. of thing. So,
0: I got And it. it's I got just you. stuck.
1: And then I feel like a lot of people use that term now. <laughs> but let's talk some
0: baseball. Yeah, let's talk some baseball. Uh, i got a couple more people to say hi- hello to in the chat, but then we're going to hop right in. Uh, KC says, sounds like you need an MLB 10-legger. Maybe. Maybe not. Probably not. Uh, thick. Locks with two cues says, Do we like Jay's socks under and Rangers? Under? So, we're going to talk about the Rangers game. Uh, in one of the categories, we can talk about the Jays and socks a little bit after the fact. What's up, M. Crane says, Square Tuesday. Right, if it's anything like last week, absolutely. And what's up, Bake Pumpernickel, the man who uh, who named himself after bread in response to the conversations that we had with Delberto that one time. Love that. Uh, And NBA Trey says, go into the Rangers game tonight need a nuke job. We shall see. We shall see what we like. Uh, All right, so let's go ahead and start actually talking about some baseball games. Uh, So for anybody who is new to the stream, here is how it works. Uh, We've got five categories that you can see on the left-hand side of the screen. Uh, For each of the first four categories, we've picked out a game that fits into that category. It's four games that are interesting for four different reasons. Not necessarily our favorite actual bets of the day. Uh, more so some games that people are going to want to see uh, some games. that People are going to want to talk about uh, games that we're just going to spark some discussion on today's MLB slate uh, for each of these games. I have my lean. Delberto will have his lean. You guys as Twitch chat can vote for your collective lean. All of the leans will be tracked over on a bet stamp account for the stream. Uh, you can see that you can check every pick yeah. dating back to May 4th uh, that has been made on the stream uh, for the last category uh the walk off this is our actual favorite plays of the day uh, once again I have mine Delberto has his and you guys as Twitch chat will be able to vote on yours with all of that out of the way let's go ahead and hop in to category number 1 all I do is wind and they stay there and they say yeah and they say there oh, 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 cuz all I do is wind All right, so category number one is All I Do is Wind, where we're going to take a look at a game that has uh, potentially heavy wind implications, a strong wind blowing either in or out. Uh, And the game that we're looking at today is the game in Minnesota, target field between the Cleveland Guardians and the Minnesota Twins. We've got Aaron Savali on the mound for the Guardians, Joe Ryan on the mound for the Twins, uh, and a wind blowing out at 15 miles an hour. Uh, So lines in this game. Uh, Twins sitting at about minus 160 on the money line, total sitting at nine and a half. Poll is up. Chat, be sure to go vote and Dilberto. What are your thoughts about this game?
1: This one really has me questioning what the play is Um, because one of the things that you see with these two teams over the last seven to 14 days is that they're actually both trending in the same direction which is not in a good direction in my opinion in terms of their statistics um on offense so like with the over being so high um it makes me think it's going to go over but it almost makes me want to go contrarian on this and i think i think i'm not going to play this but i think my best play in this game is going to be the under because of the fact that both teams aren't really hitting that well i don't think jose ramirez is going to be playing um, right, I think that's it. I think that's what they were saying. I was just trying to look into that, but yeah, um, uh,
0: he's he is in the projected lineup that I see. Although again, it is a projected lineup, and he's missed a couple games. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't played the last two games that the Guardians have played.
1: Okay, so I mean, I think that this is more of a game that's going to soar under because of the fact I think that with the wind, they're setting the odds high. That the odds the uh, total high, because of the wind and what we see with the ERA of Savale and Ry- I mean Ryan's been pretty good this year, but with Savale I think that a lot of the money's coming in on the Twins, um, and it looks like that majority of the bets are coming in on the over, but majority of the money's on the under. Um, and one thing that I actually did notice is that the the money line odds for the twins most of the bets and money are on the twins but the odds are actually staying around the same or even dropping on some books for the twins so that concerns me in terms of maybe the guardians pull this one out so but i think my favorite play in this is the under
0: yeah um, I, I don't necessarily hate the idea of the under. I mean, Joe Ryan has been solid, and he's not a guy who's super home run prone. So I don't think that the wind is going to really affect him all that much. I'm hmm. very worried uh, about the wind having an effect on Aaron Savali. Uh, so, yeah, he, so,
1: he gives a lot of home runs.
0: Yeah, Savali is a big-time fly ball pitcher who's had a lot of home run issues just in general in his career. I mean, he's pitched 31 innings, seven starts this year. <laughs> Uh, and given up six dingers. He made 21 starts last year and gave up 23 home runs in those 21 starts. Mm. We've seen over the last two years, I mean, he's at more than a home run per per appearance, uh, just completely yes. regardless of of the, the fact that there's win in this game. Uh, so the line, maybe it's a little sketch. I do like the Twins to win. I don't necessarily want to be laying like a minus 160, minus 165 on the mm. Twins to win. Uh, especially because we don't really know if Jose Ramirez is playing or not. And also, I think on your point, that might be why the line is staying stagnant. I think that the books have kind of just set a line, and, and they say, even if we're going to get action, we think that this is the right line for the information that we have. Uh, and then once we get news on Ramirez, we can we can adjust in one direction or in the other direction.
1: That would, that would make complete sense. And yeah, I mean, you mentioned Savale; He's not great this year. Um his ERA is like what seven, and then you see like his FIP is almost five one point seven home runs per nine, like I we were just talking about. I I mean the twins should walk away with it, but
0: Yeah, I mean and he's so speak, not a, a seven ERA quality pitcher. I mean, he's he's a oh, better yeah, yeah. pitcher than that. And and like mm-hmm. you were saying, with the FIP in, in the fives. And I think he's yeah. even probably even a better pitcher than that. But I I we need to see the ball go through the hoop, proverbially speaking. Uh, So what I'm going to take in this one is a Twins first five team total over Mm. at two and a half. Uh, And that's sitting at minus 120. Oh, yeah, you've been out of town. Uh, I've been on a massive first five team total kick.
1: I love that because you're pretty much just betting against one pitcher. You don't have to take into account bullpen most of the time.
0: It's one one pitcher twice to the lineup. And and what are we going to get against that? So I mean, for me, like I was, I was really struggling for a couple weeks, starting like or ending a couple weeks ago, and I was like, okay, took took a week off, gotta gotta simplify the Mm. game a little bit. Smart. Uh, So so that's where I'm going here. Uh, I think I think that the Twins can put up some runs on Savali today, especially with his home run proneness and the wind blowing out. Even if the wind wasn't blowing out, uh, I would I would like something related to the Twins squaring runs, but I think that's the icing on the cake. Um, I believe
1: it's going to be a hot one out there in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I I think it is quite hot for for Minnesota. I was talking with my uh with my parents yesterday. I mean, they live uh, two hours from Minneapolis, up in Wisconsin. Okay. And they're like, yeah, nice. it's like hundred. Nice. That was on on Father's Day, so I'm sure it's a little different right now. But it can't be that drastically different.
1: Yeah. Well, I I uh, work for a company in Minnesota. Every morning when we jump on. Whenever I have morning meetings, they're always, yesterday, they were complaining how hot it was. It was like 95 degrees at like 10 a.m. or something. hmm Something crazy.
0: Yeah, so let me get these tracked over on bet stamps. So I've got your under-tracked. Uh, let me grab my twins first five at team total and track that. And let's see what chat likes. Uh, so poll results are in. Uh, we've got the over, the fade. Of Dilberto as chats lean uh, so the over nine and a half uh, picked Ow. up three votes the twins run or picked up nine votes the twins run line picked up three votes the Guardian's run line picked up two votes and the under did not pick up a single vote at least we know Dilberto's not trying to rig the poll oh I'm rigging you're gonna rig the next one
1: no no I would never do that
0: yeah yeah, that's, that's what that's what they all say uh, so let me go ahead and track d- the over for chat. And you know what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to take an over nine for chat because there's over nines hanging. So we can uh, we can get a push from chat and a win from Dilberto. That's what we're going to root for. We'll
1: take it. We'll take we'll it. We'll take exactly um, nine runs. So you were talking about like the first five team totals. There's some books that don't offer that, right? Because sometimes Correct, I'll tweet yeah. those out and some people are like, I don't have that. I'm like, well, get a new book. Get a different book. I, think, I don't think FanDuel offers it. I think that's one of them.
0: Yeah, no, you can't get them on Fandle. I mean, I if so, DraftKings has them, and and I kind of think of Fandle and DraftKings as the books that everybody can get as long as you're in a state that that you can get any book in. Hmm. So as long as one of those two books has a bet, I don't have a problem giving out the bet.
1: Yeah, because they could just they should have both books anyway.
0: Yeah, and then and then anybody yeah. who's on an offshore, you have the options of so many different offshore books that somebody's got to have it. That's me. Yep, that is you. Uh so, Pick Six says baseball is yeah, and I think this is a this is a good point. Uh baseball is hard with the money split because you don't have when you don't have even odds, you need a bigger portion of the money on the favorite for the exposure to be the same. Hmm. Yeah, so it's it's not necessarily about how much money is bet on each side, it's more about uh what the liability that the book has on each side. So if if you had like a, a team at minus two hundred and a team at plus two hundred, the book wants two thirds of the money to be on the minus two hundred team. Cause then their liability is the same.
1: I was gonna say you could technically calculate that, but I feel like it's no one really has the real true understanding of what money is where.
0: Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. And it's it's completely useless information. Because there's no requirement, there's, like, there's no regulations that say that the books have to give that information out. So there's no reason for them to give it out, aside from the fact that it, it makes people behave in a way that's beneficial to the book.
1: Oh. It's something I need to stop doing. I mean, I don't do it as much as I used to, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, um... I've, I've talked like in person to head, head odds maker at a, a big sports book. And, and had that confirmed that they just give it out because people want to see it and it, it just generates more action.
1: There's one, I forgot what it's called, but there's some website where they have a spreadsheet that has it broken down by book. That's pretty cool. And some guy that like works for some in Vegas was showing it to me, but it's like 50 bucks a month.
0: I, it's, if it's, if it makes you more than 50 bucks, yeah. why not? Uh, all right. I could I could talk about this for hours, but then we'd uh then we'd be here for hours. Which would be fine. I I'd, I'd, I'd sit here for hours and talk to Dilberto, but I'm sure Dilberto has other stuff to go do. Uh so let's go ahead and hop in to category number 2. Pitching duel. Now, key to being a big league pitcher is the 3 Rs. Readiness, recuperation, and conditioning. So category number two is the pitching duel, where we're going to take a look at a game with a good pitching matchup and a low total. Uh, and the game that we're talking about today uh, is the game between Zach Gallen and the Arizona Diamondbacks going on the road to Delberto's favorite team, the San Diego Padres, uh, with Sean Manaya on the mound. Uh, in this game, we've got the Padres sitting at about minus 130 on the money line uh, and a 6.5 hanging as the total. Uh, so, Dilberto, what are your thoughts on your Padres today?
1: Um, I think we win, and I think we win pretty comfortably, but I think that every day. But no, for real. Um, <laughs> uh, well, yesterday they had the total at, what, 7, seven and a half, and yeah, it, it yeah. went under by, like, one run, right? I think it was, or two runs, something like that. Yeah, the um, last
0: I looked, it was 4-1. I forget what the score was at the end.
1: I think it was 4 or 5-1, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, I mean, everyone knows that Gallon's a baller, and one thing that we've seen with manaya is that um, he has not been pitching well his last, like, two, three starts. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of people on the Diamondbacks today because of the fact that Gallon is one of the best pitchers in the league right now. At least, in my opinion, he's been doing pretty well compared to a lot of um and Manaya has been getting raked as of late but one of the things that i think has a bigger impact is the way that the teams are trending so one of the things that i'd really like to do um at least over the last few weeks that i think has been working um which is where, I, where i've been struggling is I, I haven't been doing this for every game and sometimes I put out plays when I haven't dug in deep enough. But one of the things that I see we see with these two tre- teams in terms of their offense is they're trending in opposite directions. So, um, if you look, one of the things I like doing is looking at the past thirty days, fourteen days, and seven days to see how a team might be trending because trends are kind of a good way to understand how a team might perform. Obviously, there's variance day to day, but overall, that's I think that's a good way to understand how a team might perform and we see that the diamondbacks are regressing over the last 14 to 30 days so from last week to this week they're not hitting as well um they often rely on extra base hits to get runs and i think that if if manaya is able to cut down on the home run balls which i think he is at 1.2 home runs per 9 which is not the best but it's not horrible um so that's about like one home run per star, I think, which I mean, that's I guess that's not great, but um, he but the, the Padres are batting 311 over the last seven days with an on base percentage of almost 400. Um, and they've been relying very heavily on extra base hitch, which is very unlike them because I feel like they're the team that relies on a walk and then a single or a double to score in their runs. But I think the best play that I like in this game is um Padres money line that's I mean it's biased so you guys can do whatever you want but I think that the Padres are hitting much better right now even without Machado their best hitter right now is Cronenworth and Voigt which Voigt surprisingly is hitting a lot better than what he has been doing over the last month or two but over the last seven days oh I had it up where to go damn it um for the last seven days, Cronworth has been hitting like batting average of five hundred, and over the last good. two weeks, it's like four hundred. I don't know. He's he's raking, yeah. absolutely raking.
0: So I have a, I have a question. Like, what is the status on Manny Machado? Is he for sure out today?
1: Yeah, there's no way he plays today. I feel like they're just making it seem like myster- like mysterious, but there's there's no way they're gonna
0: let him play today. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm seeing. I potentially in in projected lineups on certain sites. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's
1: smart. I don't think he should play. <laughs> um, but I did see a tweet from the Padres beat writer saying that he was in the clubhouse yesterday, walking without mm-hmm. a limp.
0: Yeah, he was. He, he was on the bench for the game yesterday.
1: Yeah. He's also one of the guys that plays through injuries, regardless. Mm-hmm. So I think it it definitely hurt enough for him to leave the game. Obviously. Um, like last year he played through like a partial torn abram in his like opposite shoulder or something. So I'm not, I'm not sure, but that's why when everyone talks crap about Manny Machado, it's like he plays 160 games a year. I can't really down on that. So yeah, uh, Padres money line. That's the play.
0: Yeah. It's Padres money line from you. And it's also Padres money line from the chat. Uh, so they faded you uh in the first game. Uh, But in this game, they are aligned. So we had seven votes on the Padres, one vote apiece on the D-backs, the over, and the under. Uh, So Padres for Delberto. Uh, It's going to be the Padres for chat. And for me, I'm going to take the over in this game. Oh. Uh, So these these pitchers are both good. Uh, Gallen has been a little bit more... he's He's been inconsistent recently. He's still been good. But he hasn't been, like, the lights-out pitcher that he was in, in his first seven or eight starts of the season. He's, he's given up two to four runs in each of his last four starts um, against some pretty mediocre teams, like, it, it, including Pittsburgh and Cincinnati in those games. So I think mm-hmm. even if Machado doesn't play, Padres are good for, for three runs, maybe, off of Gallon. Uh, I think, like you were saying, with Mania being inconsistent, the D backs are good for two or three against him as well. Uh, and then if we yeah. get a couple runs against the pen, we're at seven. I think it's a good look. Yeah, I don't. One I don't think this I... is going to fly over. I, I, I think. I think seven, eight runs is where this ends. But I do. I do think that there's just so much that can happen to send this game over.
1: No, I, I, I don't hate it at all, to be honest. Um. One thing that I did see that I didn't know this was thing that so you can on Odd Shark I don't use Odd Shark often at all but they have a few articles that are pretty helpful. Um, but Zach Gallen is one of the most profitable first five pitchers in the league. He it's the money line at seventy five percent rate six two and four season. There's
0: five. I think it's funny, this four four pushes.
1: Yeah, and then one of the worst. The least profitable is Manaya. He's two six and four. So four pushes as well. But
0: it feels like a run support problem.
1: Yeah. Well Minaya, no, Manaya's been getting raked. In my opinion. Gets raked and then he settles down and then the Padre. Yeah, so I guess a little bit of run support. Yeah.
0: I mean, like his his stats are, are not bad this year. He's got a sub four ERA. He's only given up more than three runs, what, twice? Three times this year? But yeah, we'll see. I think uh, I think if, if Manaya gives up three, the over's in a good spot. Pottery's maybe not in a good spot. Also, everybody say hello to Delberto's cat. Lucifer. Lucifer. He's the homie. Mm-hmm. Good friend Except of the stream. I threw,
1: I threw away his favorite rug yesterday, so he's pissed off at me.
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh, y- your favorite rug. It's a very cat he thing. Loves,
1: he, he, he loves sleeping on it but it was getting disgusting, so I decided to throw it away.
0: Does he have a, a replacement rug?
1: Uh, no, but I bought a little fleece blanket, and I fold it up and put it on the floor, and I'm hoping he just lays on that for right now, until I find a replacement.
0: Nice. Cats are, cats are so funny. Uh, Alright. He's a yeah. guy. My dog is sleeping right down there. Uh, let's go ahead and hop in now. The category number three. Talk about a game. Uh, some people have been asking about in the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the here's the category intro real quick though. Batting practice. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos,
1: it will be a home run, and so that'll make it a four nothing
0: ball game. I don't know if I'm gonna be putting on this headset again. So category number three uh, is batting practice, basically the opposite of pitching duel. Uh, where we've got a game with a high total, and typically, at least, not a good pitching matchup. Although, the pitching matchup in this game uh, looks pretty good. Uh, we've got the Dodgers and the Reds uh, in Cincinnati. Tony Gonsolin on the mound for the Dodgers. Uh, one of the big breakout performers on the pitching end of things this season. 8-0 and with a 1-4-2 ERA. Kind of coming out of nowhere to be the best pitcher in that stacked Dodgers rotation. Uh, we've got Tyler Malley. On the other end, pitching for the Reds, two and five with the four-five ERA. Uh, Dodgers on the road, favored at about minus one seventy. Total in this game, nine and a half. Despite these two pitchers being on the bump, Uh, so Dilberto, I'm curious what your thoughts are on on this game.
1: I'm honestly so confused why the why the total is so high.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's partially because it's it's Cincinnati on a hot day.
1: Okay, I mean, that would make sense. I was trying to look at the weather, and I was just like, okay, well, it doesn't seem too crazy. But, um, well, especially with, like, the way the Dodgers really haven't been playing well at all as of late.
0: Yeah, no, not at all.
1: not well at all. And that's why I'm very surprised that the total is so high, because the Reds haven't been playing well at all either. So it's like they expect both pitchers to get raked, which is kind of hard to believe. I mean, in terms of, like, Prend or like regression like gonsolin's due for a bad day in my opinion but um one thing we see with Male, malay however you want to say his name he's uh he started off really really bad to start the year and then the last few starts he's been doing very good kind of like what we expected like what we see as expected stats um earlier in the year his era was like what like seven or something crazy yeah um and his expected the area was like three and everyone, I remember I bet on him a few times. I was like, okay, well, I expect him to ball today, and he gets he gets raked again. Um, but now he's definitely settled down, and I think that that is something that I'm going to take into play for this game. Um, I think my best bet in this game is going to be, if the total set's so high, this is kind of bold, but with the total set so high, I want to take the Reds team total over, just had it, where did it go, four runs, over three and a half, minus 120. I don't hate it. Which I know a lot of people are going to hate it because it's the Reds and it's against Gonsolin, but I feel like with the total set so high, they either think both teams are going to score four runs, which are more than four runs, obviously, which I think is definitely possible. Um, especially with the Reds at home, because they play much better at home, as we know. And I think Gonsolin's due for a little bit of a regression. That's one of the things that we see with his... I mean, he has an ERA of, like, what, 1.42 and a whip of 0.82, which is very, very good. But his expected ERA is 2.56, which is still very good. (laughs) Still, excellent. Well, no, but I think we see him start regressing towards what his career ERA is, which is mid-threes. I think that we start seeing him move towards that in that direction. I think that he gives up some runs today. I think three and a half is doable. One of the things we see with the Reds is like they score runs in like waves. I think we could see one or two innings where they cover that three and a half. So yeah. I'm going to take team total over three and a half.
0: Yeah. So uh, what I like in this game is, is I'm going to, I'm going to kind of fade Tyler malley a little bit fade the other pitcher. Uh, so I like I like the point that Heavy Chev just made in the chat, uh, which is that Malley just pitched a 120 pitch nine inning complete game, uh, which is potentially going to get to him. I mean, we I think we see it time and time again. Right? Like there's a reason that pitchers don't throw that many pitches, and it's because it has a real negative long term effect. I mean, like when there's a no hitter going on, fans are always like, oh, let him keep going, let him keep pitching, he'll be fine. But like we see it with Reed, Reed Detmers right now he threw his no-no and now he's like on the verge of getting sent down to the minors because it just wears on your arm uh Mm. so with Mally, i think that's one thing that is a big red flag for me uh and i think another thing that's a big red flag for me is the fact that he's at home uh so tyler Mally, this season and last season at home uh has been a bit of a mess his walk rate soars at home i don't know exactly what it is Uh, i would i would guess it's there's some kind of sightline issue or or something for him, where where he just has a problem getting the ball into the strike zone in that stadium. So I think Malley is is gonna is gonna struggle a little bit today, uh, and I think that that's a good opportunity for the Dodgers bats to bounce back a bit. So I'm gonna take the Dodgers run line. I don't want to take a Dodgers team total. Uh, it's sitting at five and a half. I don't, I don't necessarily trust them to get six runs today. Uh, I'd, I'd rather also put some faith in Gonzalez in the pitch well. Uh, so I'm going to take a Dodgers run line. Minus one and a half uh, at minus 110. Uh, and it looks like chat uh, agrees with me. So we're poll results. We've got five votes on the Dodgers run line. Uh, we've got four votes on the under. We've got two votes on the Reds run line and two votes on the over. Uh, so we can all win this. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Uh, let me go lock all of these in over on Betstamp stamp before I forget. Bam, there's one Dodgers run line, two Dodgers run lines, and I already got your team total. All right.
1: Does, does, does the line scare you? No. Because I think they should be minus two fifty. Or money line. I, I <laughs> makes no sense.
0: No, I don't. I don't think that they're super, super, super. I mean, I think they're a little mispriced. I mean, and I think that if you think that they should be minus two fifty, it makes the money line or the, the run line a great bet. Oh, yeah.
1: No, it makes yeah, it's a good bet, but like that sometimes it scares
0: me. So yeah, I mean, I I think the Dodgers should probably be more like minus 125, minus 130 on this run line. So I think at minus 110, The it's definitely a decent value. That's, that's one and thing also I, I think on is yeah.
1: taking value plays when I think they're valuable.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that there's a lot of people in this community that, that do that. They look at a line and say like, oh, that's sketch. Let me bet the opposite side. And I think I think the way that you do that is is you just evaluate, like this is what I think that the odds should be in the game. Mm-hmm. And then if you can take the bet at better odds than that then that's a that's a that's a bet that you should make
1: agree I just can't bet on the Dodgers so I'm sorry <laughs> at least not right now <laughs> thus being tied for first place they need to lose today yeah I'm not gonna take the Reds and then this probably won't be one of my plays on Twitter but if the Reds I think the team total is what I like the most
0: and yeah pick pick six you're totally right if Nick wasn't on the Dodgers uh, on the road on a run line against the Reds uh, would have suspected body snatchers so yeah this is not me this is actually a I'm a puppet there's somebody up there controlling all the strings oh yeah oh. uh, alright let's see also Dwarf Noah said White Sox money line stash pitching today actually love yeah, that the play stash, the stash is on the bump
1: I think the White Sox sweep the, the Jays this series
0: yeah, Jays have been a uh, kind of cold.
1: I think the White Sox are much better than people think they are. Started off horrible, but I think they win that division.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they they're still the best team in that division. Uh, and Larry, I don't know for sure if I'm betting Dodgers yet. I I need to look at it a little more, and I also I want to see exactly what the lineup looks like for them because there is no uh, Mookie bets today because he's on the injured list. So I want to see exactly who comes in in his place.
1: Yeah, uh, who would come in in the place?
0: I mean, they, they have so many dudes that can play. I mean, the the projected lineup that I'm seeing has the outfield of Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger, and Eddie Alvarez. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, but they could they could also like put Lux in the outfield, which I really hope they don't do because he's a he's a guarantee to commit an error.
1: So he's a liability. Put him in the outfield. We need runs for the Reds. Put him in the
0: outfield there's like, nothing that makes me irrationally mad like seeing Gavin Lux in left field.
1: I actually love watching him make errors.
0: Oh, I'm sure you mostly, do as a Padres fan.
1: Well, mostly because whenever I go to a Dodgers-Padres game, half the Dodgers fans are like, oh, Gavin Lux is the next Fernando Tatis, and I'm like, please shut up, go home, you are an idiot. Get
0: the hell out of here. I mean, Ga- Gavin Lux, he's, he's been disappointing in the bigs for sure. He was rated as, like, the second best prospect in all the baseball uh, when he Yeah, was I mean, I think he has prospect. a high
1: upside, but he's not a superstar, in my opinion.
0: No, I don't think he's got superstar ability.
1: I mean, in my opinion, I don't think Tatis has even reached that yet.
0: Oh, Tatis is definitely a superstar.
1: I know, but he hasn't fully proved himself. He's had, like, one and a half seasons. And I'm, that's coming from a Padres
0: fan. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's move along now into another game that people in the chat have been interested in uh, in category number four, the banana split. All right, uh, so category number four is the banana split. Everybody's favorite category because Gwen. Uh, So we're looking at a team or a pitcher or a batter or something uh, with some interesting platoon splits. Uh, And the guy that we're looking at today is Kyle Gibson. Uh, And this game is interesting for a couple different reasons. So number one, this is Kyle Gibson's return to Texas. Uh, He was with Texas at the beginning of last year, got shipped out to Philly. Uh, And while he's been in Philly, he has really, really struggled on the road. Uh, he pitches really well at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, he had a 2-8-1 home ERA last year, has a three two one home ERA this year. Uh, but mm-hmm. on the road, he is not a guy who has a whole lot of success. He's got a 5-7 road ERA this year uh, and a 4-4-7 road ERA last year. So a couple interesting things. One, Kyle Gibson uh, is on the road visiting Texas today. Uh, but on the flip side, it is the uh, the revenge narrative, the revenge spot uh, which we love. We love a good revenge spot. So lines in this game, uh, we've got the Rangers sitting at minus 120 on the money line, uh, which means that the Phillies are at plus 100. Total sitting at 8. Poll is up. Uh, be sure to go vote on the poll. And Delberto, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: This one is very tough for me. Like, I have three plays written down that I'm still, like, Let me give me a second. But the reason why it's tough for me is because of the split you just mentioned with um, Gibson on the road and it being a return game and the Rangers throwing their best pitcher in Perez. Um, but I think that the Phillies are the right play in this game uh, because of the fact that they – I mean, I think all around they're the better, better hitting team. And they also hit lefties better than righties. So I think we will see the Phillies win this one today. Which is hard for me to say because I like Martin Perez a lot, but I think that the Phillies' money line is going to be my play today.
0: Yeah, I think a, a lot of people have been kind of expecting and ready for uh, a bit of a Martin, Martin Perez implosion recently. He had that one bad start against Chicago. Mm-hmm. But he's he's been like legitimately really good this year. No, he is. Yeah. So I think what I'm gonna do in this game is I'm I'm gonna be on the other side. Uh, I'm taking the Rangers. I I trust Martin Perez. I I think that the Rangers bats are coming alive a little bit over over the last week or two weeks, and. Just gonna just gonna take the home team with the better pitcher against a pitcher that struggles on the road might have some nerves. I mean, I don't think Kyle Gibson's gonna have like that many nerves going back to Texas. I mean, he played there for a year and a half, and he's been in the league for more than a decade. So, hmm. I like I don't think there's gonna be a big like being nervous factor for Gibson in the revenge spot. Uh, but at the same time, I think that the Rangers are gonna get theirs against him. Uh, so let me take Perez and the Rangers at home.
1: don't hate it this one's a tough one to pick aside um it's just the back-to-back losses to the tigers for the rangers kind of scare me it's like and they scored seven runs in one of the games i guess but
0: yeah i I mean i'm not i'm not concerned about like rangers pitchers performing poorly in those games. like like, who, who, who who did they throw out it was it was taylor hearn in one of those games, and I don't even remember who it was in the other one.
1: Dane Dunning was one of them.
0: Oh, was it Dane Dunning that lost the other one against uh, Detroit?
1: That was the last game, and then I'm yeah. pretty sure this...
0: Yeah, then Taylor Hearn, yeah. Uh, and French fries, says so does the model like the Rangers? I mean, very slightly it does. I have, I have the Rangers winning by like .35 runs on average. Which... I mean, is is I think at minus one twenty, that's the better value. Not by much. I'm definitely not going to be actually betting this, unless there's some some weird stuff that happens with the lineups as those come out.
1: Yeah, that's this is a tough one.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. It's an interesting game for sure because we have both the uh, the weird home and away splits, and we have the revenge narrative. So I think definitely one of the more interesting games today. I'm curious how many people are going to talk about the. Uh, the revenge narrative on the surgical stream, later on. I'm sure. I'm sure several people will.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Without a doubt, that is going to be happening. Um, do. Oh wait, never mind. I was going to say the Rangers have an on-base percentage of 0.29 against righties,
0: which is like not great. Over but... over what time span? Season. Eh, I don't really care about the season. I care about what they're doing now.
1: How do you, like, find, like, past 14 days versus righties? That's one thing. Uh, that
0: yeah, so I think that the best way to do that is on fan graphs. So they have a splits leaderboard tool. Uh, so I'm, le-
1: I'm literally on that right now. It's right here.
0: Yeah, so I just posted the link. You have to copy-paste it because it's, like, a comma in the end that breaks the link. Uh, but that is last 30 days against right-handed pitching. I think getting getting good at like messing with this tool is is a really really valuable thing to be good at for for trying to handicap sports.
1: This one this this one's much better than the one that. I mean, I was using that site, but I wasn't on the leaderboard. I was on just the. I wasn't on the splits leaderboard. I was on yes, the other. Yes, the
0: splits leaderboard tool is is the best. Absolutely invaluable resource. And break stuff up by team, by player, by league, batting stats, Here. pitching stats, lefty, righty Here. home. You can you can like break it down by inning. That's nice. So if you want to like look at look at first five hitting performance, say. That's something that you can do. Or you can break it down like at the game level or at the at the season level. It's 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 a really, really awesome tool. Love Fangraphs. If anybody from Fangraphs is listening and wants to uh wants to sponsor us <laughs> Let me know. I would love that. I would. I would you guys, love that.
1: You guys would love that. That would be nice.
0: I would love. that. I mean, I've, I've, I've been a big fan of fan graphs since I was in high school, like ten years ago. Hmm. This is a just an, but, an absolutely amazing website.
1: Well, they have good, uh, data out there. Yeah, they have great One, data. They so, have
0: great writers. They've, they've had, they've had writers get hired into the front office of MLB teams.
1: Oh really? Mm-hmm you heard of stathead? Uh I believe so, yeah. I Think they're affiliated with InGraphs, but I could be wrong. But I use that site for pitching. Yeah. It's a little bit more helpful for pitching at least in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean there's so many good resources out there. I mean a lot of it is also just like what you're comfortable with using. Like what has That's the data true. that you like to see available easily to you.
1: Well, uh, so you you have the model. Um, yeah. And one of the things that I recently set up for baseball is I have a access database where it I just click refresh and it, it's all the the matchups with the pitchers and the teams and all the data into one sheet so I don't have to go to each website so like it goes out to Stathead and um and graphs and pulls it all together based on the starting pitchers for the day, and all that stuff. That's nice. Have you, have you heard of Have you heard of Elo ratings? Yeah. Yeah. What's that site called? It's like, Baseball.
0: Is Is there somebody who does Elo for baseball? Yeah, it's uh, five thirty eight. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah like. five thirty eight does their, all of their Elo rankings. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't think that Elo is particularly. I don't think it's a good way of evaluating baseball teams because so much of it is just based on the pitcher.
1: I Wait, think... so like it's what it starts at fifteen hundred and they add or subtract based on the starting pitcher adjustment and then the travel rest home field adjustment. Oh
0: okay. So they okay so they make do. a starting pitcher adjustment on their in their ELO? Hmm. Oh, okay. Then that works. I mean so Elo the-, the the history of ELO is it started out as a ranking system and is still used for uh for chess for chess. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Yeah, so everybody starts out at 1,200 ELO and if you're 1,200 and your opponent is 1,200 or if you and your opponent have like the same ELO then you should be expected each to win 50% of the time. And as you play each other and you win your ELO goes up and their ELO goes down and and if you like have a big upset your ELO is gonna soar and their ELO is going to drop by a ton, and, and that kind of thing. So it's just like a universal ranking system for chess. So you can have two chess players who have never played each other. And you should be able to pretty reasonably evaluate how they're going to do. And then people have taken that and applied it to all sorts of other stuff. That's
1: cool. I don't know that's where it originated. That's yep. Well, because well, I was reading a bunch of papers on machine learning models for... Um, like there's a bunch of like historical baseball models that have been created that like you can Mm -hmm. read about. Um, I forgot which person used it, but some there's a few people that use the ELO ratings in their models. Obviously it's not weighted like heavily compared to other stats, but they do use it. Um, But it's just interesting. I've been reading into that a lot because of classes I'm in right now, but yeah, it's cool. There's there's a lot of information out there.
0: Yeah, it is. It is cool. I mean, I I have a hard time, fully trusting elo stuff that I, it, like e- elo is it was created for like 1v1 stuff it's so, like as soon oh, as yeah. you start incorporating team factors it gets a, a lot of weird. different variables but yeah, yeah if like... you if you can start properly accounting for those things in in the context of the elo then that's no problem hmm. uh so sorry you... to go off on a tangent oh we love tangents <laughs> this is this this is like the tangent stream all we do is talk about tangents, and I love it. Yeah. We're gonna well, I mean, wanna, I know one some of people these days so we're gonna have it. we're gonna have a tangent about tangents. Oh yeah. Like I think I think that's the that's the move. Alright, uh so did we talk about the poll for this game? I don't think no. so. No. Uh so poll ended a long time ago, uh, but the Rangers uh, was the winner of the poll from the chat. So we had seven votes on the Rangers, three votes on the Phillies, and two votes apiece on the over and on the under. Uh, so I've got all of the graphics up on the stream. Let me go, uh, once again, fade myself on bet stamp. I'd, I'd be curious to see like how many units worth of juice have been eaten. Just fading, fading myself. On the betstamp account.
1: Well, I was going to ask, what? Obviously, it tracks how it performed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What has it said? What has it said? The overall. I, oh, I want to know how uh, chat does.
0: Chat's a little eh. Let me uh, hold on. Chat, chat's been cold. Chat is down twenty units on the baseball season. Yeah. You're almost on my level. That's pretty impressive. Stream, stream as a whole is still up units despite Chat. Chat, you got to step it up.
1: Um. I think, so I, I found that Cronenberg stat. I wanted to tell you the truth on what it is. Okay. So last fifteen games, he's batting four eleven. 515 on-base percentage, 679 slugging. Last seven days, 500 batting average, 600 on-base percentage, and 821 slugging. It's pretty good. It's a uh, 321 ISO. That means... <laughs> that's That's, that's silly.
0: That, that is an absolutely silly stat.
1: So that means majority of his hits are extra base hits last yeah. week.
0: Yeah, so I think the the way
1: yeah. Slugging
0: minus batting average. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so your isolated slugging percentage is basically like how many bases beyond first you're getting on your average hit.
1: So when it's like .32 does that mean it's 32% of the
0: time? That means he's going like 0.3 bases passed first on average. That's uh, pretty good. That's extraordinarily good. I think that's the correct interpretation. I'm questioning myself now. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Alright. And also Luigi said... That Feltner K prop, I haven't really looked at it, but I I think the number makes sense. Definitely not a bad bet. Uh, Alright. So let's go ahead and hop now into category number five, a.k.a. the walk-off. A.k.a. everybody's favorite bets of the day. Uh, So, I've got mine ready to go. I'm sure Delberto has his, uh, but chat, I need to know what you guys are on. So take a second, uh, type out your favorite bet. In the chat, it can be anything from today's baseball slate. It can be a money line. It can be a run line. It can be a team total. It can be a game total. Uh, it can be a nerfy. It can be a your fee. First five player prop, whatever. Uh, just give me the bet and give me the line that you have to pay to get the bet. At. Is it a minus 110? Is it a plus 200? Is it a minus 80,000 DCL VI premium play of the day? Uh, if you don't give me the line, it's not going in the pole. Here's a video clip. The walk-off. The one-one pitch. A swing and a drive to deep right, away back,
1: door.
0: And let's see what we've got. Uh, so, pick six says Rockies and Marlins under eight at minus one fifteen. Uh, we got, uh, wills, or we, how the, how the hell do you say that name? <laughs> I, am I blind? Probably. It, we steady. Tell me how to say your name, please. Uh, but, so if <laughs> it says Meritor's Moneyline, uh, I don't know what the price is on it though. Uh, so I can't put it in the poll. Uh, yet. Let me know what the price is though. I know, throw it in. Uh, Heavy Chev also likes that Rocky's under. Uh Luigi's Luigi says Yankees minus one and a half plus Dodgers money line equals as square as can be. But sometimes that wins. Uh, Minnesota says A's. First five. Team total. Over. One and a half. At minus 125. Uh Tupta, first time chat. Welcome to the stream. Says Red Sox minus one and a half at plus a hundred. Against the Tigers today. Uh, picks from the 6 has Orioles' money line. At minus 135. And the last one that we'll throw in. I see Ryan has the Marlins' money line. But we've already got a pick from that game up in the poll. Uh, Tucker. Also, first time chat. Thank you for checking out the stream. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, likes the Blue Jays today. At minus 1.5. Uh, at plus 125. So the poll is up. Uh, let me know what you guys like today. Uh, apologies if your picks did not make it into the poll. I'm sure they're gonna win, uh, but let me know what you like. And Gilberto, what is your favorite play on today's MLB slate? Uh, I
1: don't, I don't want to go first, but I can go first. <laughs> yeah, you want to go first because yeah, there's first. two, there's two that I had written down, but I didn't really have enough time prepared to give you my best bet. This one needs to be a bet that I'm going to tweet out. All the other ones, I don't think any of those are going on my actual Yeah, target. no,
0: there's, there's, there's no obligation for any of the first four things to be official plays by anybody in any capacity. We're still going to track them on bet stamp, and they'd be, you'd be profitable if you'd just taken literally every single bet that's been set on the stream. Uh, but again, no obligation for those to be official in any capacity. Uh, my favorite play today is going to be another first five team total, uh, and we are on the fade Chi-Chi Gonzalez train today. Uh, so I don't I don't want to be dealing with Jack Flaherty pitching well, so I don't want to touch a, a Cardinals money line or run line or anything. Uh, we're just going to take Cardinals' first five team total over two and a half. Uh, let me make sure that this is still the line. Uh, yes, this is looking at like minus 115-ish. Minus 115, minus 120. Uh, for the Cardinals mm-hmm. first five team total over two and a half. Uh it's it's just purely a fade on Chi Chi Gonzalez. He I mean I
1: honestly I didn't even realize that he wasn't on the twins anymore.
0: No, neither did season. I. I was I was well, I was looking last night when I was looking for games to talk about. And I was like, oh, Chi Chi's pitching for the Brewers? I think I think he got, like, outrighted by the Twins, and the Brewers picked him up to make a spot start because they, they need arms. But, yeah. Uh, Chichi Gonzalez is terrible. Uh, he He's made two starts this year for Minnesota. Uh, three innings, gave up four hits, allowed three runs, only struck out like one batter. Uh, and then against Tampa, went four innings, gave up eight hits in four innings. Only gave up three runs, which is actually impressive for giving up eight hits in four innings.
1: He hasn't walked anyone
0: yet, though. No, he hasn't walked anyone yet, um, but he's also like Sorry. not striking anybody out. So he's contact just like throwing pitcher. throwing turkeys down the middle, and he's he's not a contact pitcher who induces the quality of contact that consistently leads to ground balls and easy outs like that. Hmm. He, I mean, he's he's got a career ERA of five point six nine, and I'm not a big advocate of ERA as being a, a stat that's indicative of all that much. But but he's it consistently, over the course of years and years and years, been one of the worst pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. His best quality as a pitcher is just his ability to go up and eat a couple innings. And and against the Sur- Cardinals I'm team... He's still in the league. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't have a full-time job in the league, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, again, like Brewers needed a spot starter. You go to Chichi mm-hmm. Gonzalez, and you you live with the fact that that he's going to give up some runs. That's just like at this point in his career, that's what he is. Um, so it's against the Cardinals. Should probably talk about them uh, and their bats a little bit as well. They're they're just a they're a good hitting team. Luigi, Luigi was saying it feels like they can never score. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, they are one of the better hitting teams against right-handed pitching. So over the last month, that that same leaderboard uh, from Fangraphs that I posted the link to, uh, they've got the 7th best WRC Plus against right-handed pitching over the last month. And against against Chi-Chi, they're going to make contact. They're going to make hard contact. I think they're going to score. So give me Cardinals' first five-team total over 2.5 at minus 115. As my favorite play
1: today. I don't think that's a bad play at all. And it annoys me that I wanted to be on the Cardinals yesterday. And I saw someone comment earlier about um, everyone's, like, saying Burns is due for aggression. I think... I mean, that wasn't why I was on the Cardinals yesterday, but I think he already had that earlier. Like, a few weeks ago, he had two starts back-to-back where he gave up, like, three runs to, like, the Giants, I think, and then he gave up five to the Padres. And then I think... After that, he's been it's out. So, um, no, I think that's a good look. I mean, the Cardinals, the last seven days, they've been balling. Doing it on base at, what, 345 clip, which is pretty good. So, no, I, I like that play a lot. I was probably going to have a play in the Cardinals today, too. I don't know what play, but it scares me when I take them the day before and then the team loses and then <laughs> taking them the next day. I've also noticed that they, the teams that I take, like as underdogs or whoever, Next day they always win. If they lose, if my bet loses, the next day they always win. Love when that happens. It's like maybe I should just take the same bets two days in a row. Well, two yeah, and bets. then
0: you end up betting the Dodgers three games in a row against the Pirates.
1: Yeah, exactly. That brought me happiness. That series <laughs> brought me great happiness.
0: All right, so, is it my turn? Yeah, it is your turn. What's your favorite play today?
1: Um, I'm fading chat. Kind of. Oh boy. Think, at least I think they would they have the uh, Rockies Marlins under
0: well I mean that was one of the things that went into the into the poll. okay the the winner of the chat pool was the Orioles
1: okay no I don't hate that at all um I guess I'm not fading chat then but my favorite play of the day is Colorado Rockies moneyline oh. I also actually like the team total a lot too. Um, one of the two is going to be my pl- one of my plays that I actually tweet out later. But I, everyone, it's all because of Ben. All Ben's fault. But uh, the narrative that when they have a long home stand and they go on the road, which I know it definitely is a factor, but Rockies hit lefties much much better than righties. I think honestly, I think they're the better team than the Marlins. So um, I'm going to take the Rockies' money line. I also think they cover their team total.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't hate it. I think uh, Daniel Castano is a little bit of a wild card on the mound for the fish today. Hmm. I mean, just like he's pitched not very much. He's young. Yeah, he is. He's young. Well, actually, he's not that young. He's 27.
1: Hey, I'm 27.
0: Yeah, you're old as fuck.
1: Oh, goddamn.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm older than you are. <laughs> I'm Man. also, I'm old. We're young. Ben, ben We're is youngins. a
1: fossil. Is ben a fossil?
0: Yeah, Ben is married and 30.
1: He's so he a just got married? Yeah, he did. My, my sister's tw- 31, so it's like, I don't, uh, 30 is not old, in my opinion.
0: No, I mean, I'm just, it's it's all relative. It's all about, it's all about how all you relative. feel.
1: It's like if you were 80 you would think 30 is like a child so mm-hmm.
0: yeah exactly and if you're a hundred you'd think 80 is a child exactly exactly the only person who is old is the oldest person
1: yeah i feel like but that's like usually the oldest person time. has the youngest mindset they're usually just like yolo living life having a great time that type of thing so
0: hmm yeah, uh, I don't. I don't hate the Rockies' play. I'm actually. I'm curious what the model says. Oh yeah, model likes the Rockies. Although I don't. I don't really trust what the model says about Daniel Castano, just because there's like there's not enough data.
1: Well, if anything, the model would tell you that would pump Castano in a better way, right? Because he has a zero ERA.
0: Uh, but there's not enough data. Like, you can't feed in a zero ERA as a predictor if he's only pitched ten innings.
1: What gives you the pound sign div error or what?
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean so so the way the way that I have it set up is I have like minimum I use like several different time spans of data hmm. and then minimum appearance like innings or at bats or plate appearances or whatever thresholds for each of those. Okay, and and if sense. those and if those thresholds aren't met, I, I just call them the average player who has played who doesn't meet the threshold.
1: So you give an overall average based on the league average, or what do you do when that
0: happens? Uh, what, so yeah, when that happens, I just treat all the players in that bin as the same. Gotcha. Okay. And they just they perform at the average rate that all players in that bin have performed. Okay. Which I mean, sense. which which is in in certain situations. I, I think it's the it's the best way without using minor league stats or without using prospect rankings or. Their ERA pitching overseas or whatever. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. You're gonna overestimate some guys. You're gonna underestimate some guys, but on average, it's it's fine. Yeah, and you, and well, you just know, know. And you just know what's going on, hmm. so you can.
1: That's good yeah. to know because I told you how to, I had to build a model for my thesis for school. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to figure out what to do in that situation, and I in in most situations, what I do. I take the team ERAs average, yeah, the team FIPs average.
0: That's an, another it's, way of doing it.
1: It doesn't work the best with some teams because some teams will have like a really low um, or a really high ERA, or like you know, there's there's one-offs, but mm. um, it's good to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was actually thinking this morning it'd be funny make like a like a TikTok of of handicapping based only on ERA. Like you That'd see you great. see you see Daniel Castano, and you think he's like the best pitcher in the league.
1: Well I bet you and some then, people look at that and don't even realize. <laughs> yeah
0: and then and then maybe like on the other end like you have a pitcher who made one relief appearance and and didn't get an out and allowed three runs and he has like an infinite ERA. Mm. And like can I can I ladder this team total up to like a hundred thousand? This guy can't get an out. There's there's something there. There's something there. Uh, All right. His year is zero. This year it is. In 10 innings. His career year is three. It was like four and a half last year. But again, I mean, in 20 innings. 10 innings. So, yeah. Uh, nice, nice. I think that's going to go ahead and wrap up the stream. I mean, again, we could uh, we could sit here all day and go on tangents about tangents about tangents. Uh, but we do have other stuff to take care of today. Uh, so, big thank you, uh, as always, to Dilberto for hopping on the stream. Appreciate it very much, my man. Uh, everyone be sure to go follow Dilberto over on Twitter. There's a link to his Twitter account uh, that just popped up in the chat. I'm sure most people are already following him, uh, but yeah, can we can we get some W's in the chat for Gilberto? E.
1: We, should we drop the uh, rosemary focaccia giveaway?
0: Oh, are we actually <laughs> going to do that? We were. We were. Uh, maybe
1: next. Maybe next time. Yeah, we
0: got to like organize it a little bit better. But we were we were joking uh, before we hopped on the stream. Like, we're okay, just going to do a giveaway and give away some rosemary focaccia. But then there's like shipping logistics, right? Like, is it? Oh. Did you did you win a giveaway if you get like? A moldy loaf of bread in the mail is your price. Like, gotta you know, have that I think quality control.
1: And then Nick had the great idea of finding a bakery in whoever city wins to uh, bring you some rosemary focaccia. Mm-hmm. So I'll work out the logistics, and maybe next time <laughs> I come on, we'll give away a loaf or two.
0: Get yeah, give away a couple loaves of rosemary focaccia,
1: just so you guys all can understand the hype behind that type of bread.
0: Yeah, that's uh the, the most unique giveaway idea ever it's the best giveaway idea mm-hmm. yeah brings that brings a whole new meaning to let's get this bread like even beyond exactly. the uh, the joke that was already made and this becoming a meme in the first place let's get that focaccia let's get this rosemary focaccia so yeah good luck everybody uh good luck with the bets thanks for tuning in i'll be back tomorrow same time same place we have javon making his return to the stream. I'm going to make sure he turns on his chode fan tomorrow. Uh, So, yeah, good luck with the bets. Uh, We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Take it easy.
1: Show me on, sir.